0: Want to welcome you to week 20 of our look through the book of Matthew. That means we're in chapter 18 this week, day one of chapter 18. And as we launch into this chapter, we launch right into a discussion of greatness. The subject of greatness seemed to have been a favorite topic among Jesus' disciples. Just think with me about what Jesus faced every day. He was empowering these men, his disciples, to change the world, and they always seemed to be lagging five steps behind always saying something among themselves like, I'm better than you are, Jesus must have wondered sometimes, they're gonna change the world? Now, of course, he had God's insight and he knew there was far more in them than was apparent on the surface, but on the surface, they were always arguing about who was the greatest. Now, it's interesting. Instead of telling them not to talk about which one of them was the greatest, Jesus instead talked to them about true greatness. He didn't minimize their desires for greatness. He just redirected them. He taught them, in essence, about how humility could manage their ambition, even as they argued about which one of them was the greatest. Now, selfish ambitions, they are obviously wrong, but there is such a thing as godly ambition, the ambition to be more like Jesus, the ambition to do the things that God wants in our lives. And the truth is, every one of us should be ambitious. Three reasons. First, we're all created by God, so God gave us certain gifts and abilities that He wants us to use for His glory. Number two... At the very beginning, we were made to have dominion over this world, God said. God said, I want you to rule in this world. I want you to make a difference in this world. Now, I know we have used some of our dominion to ruin the world rather than help the world, but that doesn't mean that we don't still have that responsibility with people and with this world that God has given. We should be ambitious. And then third, even at the beginning, we're told that we are made to reflect God's image in this world. Well, if you think about it, that's pretty ambitious, But how do those feelings of ambition and desires for greatness, how do they get fulfilled in our lives? There is no amount of money that will fulfill for you those feelings of ambition. You can rise to the presidency. That's not enough. It's fulfilled in living out the plan that God has for developing you as a person, for using you in everyday life. And that plan that God has for your life, it begins with, Jesus is going to teach us in the verses for today, begins with childlike dependence upon God. Listen to what happens in verses 1 down through verse 4. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. They come and ask, Who is the greatest? And I guess they're hoping that he'll point to one of them. They probably haven't haven't another argument about it. But Jesus challenges them here to learn about true greatness from a child. He talks to the disciples who are demanding to get their own way, and he uses the example of a child who has to depend on others. If you study through the words of Jesus, you'll find that he often talks about exalting yourself versus humbling yourself. It's a kind of daily greatness quiz that Jesus gives us. Will I exalt myself? or will I humble myself? Those who exalt themselves are humble. Those who humble themselves are exalted. He said it again and again and again. And one way to exalt yourself is to demand your own way. One way to humble yourself is to depend on someone else, to depend on God. So demanding or depending, that's the choice we have to make every day. Either we demand our way, our rights, our due, or we depend on God. That's the difference between greatness and nothingness in one sense in this life. Now, have you noticed how easy it is to be demanding? I sure have. It, it, it's like an attractive option a lot of the times because it looks like it's effective. It gets us what we want. We look around and we see that those who are the most demanding seem to get the quickest results. You demand that your order be changed in a restaurant, and most of the time, the waiter will rush to your aid and bring you what you want. You go into a store and you demand service and you get what you want. I was in a store a while back, and a customer walked into an aisle and yelled at the top of her lungs, clerk, and several sales associates rushed to help her. They didn't want her to shout it again. She demanded, and she got results. Demanding seems to work just fine for a lot of people, but the truth is you can possibly demand your way to business success. You can demand your way to greater wealth, but here's the problem. You can't demand the most important things in life. You can't demand yourself to be happy. You can't demand that you're never gonna get sick, that you'll never die. You can't demand that a relationship work. You may have tried, but you can't demand that someone love you. Demanding is tricky, it's even dangerous. Sometimes it gets you the little things, but it keeps you from the most important things. You demand this, you demand that, you get this, you get that, but then you demand to have something important. You demand that a relationship that's breaking down come back together and nothing happens. In fact, your demanding even pushes the person further away. So you demand harder and it pushes you further apart. And you wonder, what what's wrong? Did the rules change? Why isn't demanding working like it used to work? The rules didn't change. It's just, you can demand the little things. You can't demand the most important things in life. Demanding will fool you. It will sometimes get you what you want quickly, but in the long run, it has the opposite effect. You lose everything that you so fervently dream of really having. So Jesus says, learn from a child. What can we learn from a child about the kind of humility that manages our ambitions? Children, have different facial features and backgrounds and personalities, but at their core, they have one thing in common. They have to depend on someone else. If they're gonna survive, they have to depend on someone else, on their parents or other adults in their lives. Children intuitively know they're not the greatest in the room, they don't even try. Can you imagine going out to a meal, and there's a four-year-old at the table, and at the end of the meal they say, I'll pick up the tab this time, I'll pick up the check. Of course not. Little children have no problem admitting they can't make it on their own. They need help. They're dependent on someone else. And like that child, if you and I could only just naturally and simply recognize our need for God, that's true greatness. And when it comes to depending on others, have you noticed most children, they're fine with this arrangement? They don't agonize over asking their parents for things. A child doesn't think for days or weeks, should I ask them or shouldn't I? Will it depress them if I ask for this thing? Will it make them angry if I ask them? In fact, most children don't think about it at all. Instead, they just see their parents as the source for meeting all their needs. I saw a guy walking down the street the other day with three kids, and he was wearing a T-shirt that said, do I look like an ATM machine? For his children, the answer is yes, because our children don't mind asking because they know they have to depend on us. God created you to live in that same kind of relationship with him. Now, some of you might be thinking, truth is I did have a hard time asking when I was a child. Difficult circumstances or maybe angry words made it seem like you were always asking for too much. And if that was your experience, you may well have a hard time asking God to meet all your needs. Jesus tells us that in a healthy relationship, Those who depend, ask for help from those who they depend on. Ask and it will be given to you, he says. Ask. Make the decision to depend on God. Jesus asked a child to stand among his disciples so that he could teach them to to depend like children, to reach out and to depend on him with childlike faith, not to be afraid to ask him for things. Jesus is teaching this humble attitude of dependence. And he teaches us here that in order for you and I to have that attitude, we have to change. Unless, he says in verse three, unless you change and become like children. Humility means that you change your choice from demanding your own way to depending on God. The greatest fulfillment of your heart's ambition is in being able to say, Father, as your child, I depend on you. Humility, true humility, does not mean letting go of your ambitions. It means you give yourself to the greater ambition of God's plan, a plan that begins with childlike dependence. True greatness is depending on God. So let's spend a time in prayer right now doing that. Father, we come to you with the day that we have in front of us, with the needs that are in our lives, with the worries and anxieties that might be in our minds, with the opportunities that are in front of us, with the relationships that are going well with the relationships that are struggling. We depend on you for our own growth. We depend on you for protecting us from temptation, for forgiving us. We depend on you for everything, more than we realize. So Lord, right now we come in this attitude of childlike dependence, asking you to help us to learn more and more to be like a child, to just naturally, lovingly depend on you through the day. Lord, it's hard for some of us. You see our hearts. Teach us how. Teach us how to trust in you through the day each day. Teach us how to trust you today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow we're going to talk together about caring for God's children like God cares for his children.